This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Monday, August 4th, 2008. I'm Caleb Brown. Taking pollutants out of the air is a daunting challenge, but taking people out of their cars and putting them on transit lines is an ineffective way of doing so. So says Cato Institute senior fellow Randall O'Toole. Well, first of all, commuting is only 15% of our travel. More than 85% of our automobile travel is non-commuting. And so having transit to take you to work uh, is not really necessarily going to reduce the amount of driving we do. Transit is very ineffective at just about anything except for taking people to work to downtown areas. Most people don't work downtown, so transit isn't even very effective for most commuters. So uh, transit is not going to be a solution what transit is, is a high-cost uh, alternative to the automobile. And, and that's what people don't understand. They think, oh, transit's cheap because you know, it costs uh, 85 cents or a dollar or something to ride the metro. But in fact, uh, for every dollar you spend riding it, somebody else is spending several more dollars subsidizing it. How do the various forms of uh, transit stack up in terms of greenhouse gases? In terms of greenhouse gases... Uh, buses produce a lot of greenhouse gases. Generally, most buses produce more greenhouse gases than the average uh, sport, util- sport utility vehicle per passenger mile. Uh, light rail produces more greenhouse gases than the average passenger car. Light rail meaning trolley cars. Uh, <clears throat> heavy rail, like the Washington Metro, uh, meaning subways or elevateds, uh, A lot of heavy rail produces more greenhouse gases than the average automobile, and no light rail or heavy rail produces as little greenhouse gas as the more more fuel-efficient automobiles on the market. And then there's commuter rail, like the Virginia Railway Express and the Mark commuter rail and uh, other commuter rail lines around the country. They... There's a few of them that are fairly efficient. They're about comparable with the most fuel-efficient cars on the market. Uh, But a lot of them do significantly worse. So really it's what makes the difference in transit is how many people you get on the vehicle. If you have a commuter bus that just goes when commuters go and it's taking a lot of people from point A to point B, that bus can do pretty well uh, environmentally. It can save energy, it can reduce greenhouse gas emissions. But when you run buses around empty, when you run trains all the time, whether there's a lot of people riding them or not, then you're going to have high emissions per, per uh, passenger mile because a lot of the, uh, the miles are not going to be very efficient. Isn't an effective way to increase uh, ridership on uh, bus lines or uh, transit lines to increase the frequency with which you're running buses? Well, that increases total ridership, but it doesn't necessarily increase bus loads. If you want to increase loads, you need to run the buses where people want to go. And here's the thing about rail transit is that once you build a rail line, you're stuck. It's really hard to move. And so if you made a mistake and didn't build it where people want to go, that means you need to somehow get in there and manipulate the land use. You need to start regulating people's lives to force more people to live on your rail line, to force more employers to put offices or or other workplaces on the rail line. And that way, try to get a few more people to ride your rail line. It, it turns transit agencies into social engineers. Whereas when you're just running a bus system, you can change the route of your buses, you can run board buses, you can uh, 
uh, run buses further out or, or just keep buses in the central city. Do whatever it takes to get more riders because you're following where people want to be instead of trying to dictate where people should go. My experience with transit other than the Washington, D.C. metro is uh, in Louisville, Kentucky. And consistently, the, the people who run the transportation Consistently, the people who run the transit agency will tell you, look, we are a non-attainment area for these different uh, chemicals in the air. Transit's going to help us solve that problem. How does that idea have that much currency then? Well, the average automobile is filled to about a third of its capacity. The average automobile on the road has 1.6 people in it. And so it has room for five people. So it's filled to about a third of its capacity. The average transit vehicle is only filled to one-sixth of its capacity. The average bus has 40 seats and room for more people standing and has about 10 people on board at any given time. Uh, the average rail vehicles are also filled to only about one-sixth of their capacity. So uh, buses, when a bus that only has 10 people, big diesel buses running around, is generating far more pollution far more greenhouse gases and using far more energy per passenger mile than an SUV. Not, not even just a regular automobile, but an SUV. Uh, the average rail vehicle that's one-sixth to the, you know, at one-sixth of capacity is generating more uh, pollution and, and emissions because even if it's electrically powered, it probably takes some fossil fuel plants to power that electricity. In the Northwest, we have hydroelectricity, but in most of the Midwest, most of the East, uh, the electricity is generated by burning fossil fuels. So the Washington metro system here in Washington, D.C. Uh, emits almost 20% more greenhouse gases per passenger mile than the average automobile. If, if rail wants to do something about reducing, I mean, if transit agencies want to do something about reducing greenhouse gases or reducing air pollution, they better look to their own house, fill up their own vehicles, run their vehicles at times when people want to go, uh, don't run them out to distant suburbs while they're running empty all the time, maybe run smaller vehicles instead of building a big high-capacity rail transit line, buy some smaller buses so that you're not generating such a big ecological footprint when you're running three people at a time. Randall O'Toole is a senior fellow at the Cato Institute and author of the book, The Best Laid Plans. You can order your copy at Cato.org.